Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Things at the motel under street lights in the city palms. Call me what you want when you want if you want. And you can call me names if you call me up. Three nights at the motel under street lights in the city palms. Call me what you want when you want if you want. And you can call me names if you call me up. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back into Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana. I'm Coulter Nuanez, Sean Rainey from SWX, joining me like he does each and every Wednesday. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? We talked um, all about the NCAA transfer portal and specifically the guys from the Big Sky Conference, where some of the best players are going, and one specific guy, Scott Blakeney from the University of Idaho that's coming to the University of Montana. We also talked NFL draft, specifically the uh, quarterback carousel that's already spitting. What's a smokescreen? What's a good pick? What's not a good pick? And then we also had some fun with some trivia as well. We're going to talk a little bit of Grizz football now here in just a quick minute. Chris Fisk from Central Washington. He's the head coach for CWU. He will join us for our ESPN roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. Central Washington plays at the University of Montana, 11 a.m. kickoff, Washington Grizzlies Stadium on Saturday. Before we get to this, I didn't even ask you about it off the top. What do you think of Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, an injury that they haven't deemed season-ending yet? But, man, I mean... Objectively, I know you're a big Pods fan. This hurts you in your heart and soul, but this just sucks for baseball because he's definitely yeah. one of the, the most exciting players in the league. I mean, it's just... It's like the San Diego sports curse, man. I mean... <laughs> do you think it, that's it, real? I do. Like, I, I'm not going to... Okay, so two years ago, Tatis is a rookie, right? And he's having an awesome year. He hurts his back and is out for the season. Misses the last, like, 40 games or whatever. An hour later, 
my other favorite player, pro player, Derwin James, gets hurt and is out for the so year. that was on the same, so brutal, too. On the same day, within 60 minutes of each other. Like, the Chargers have been historically, like, everybody knows, like, they are widely known for just having terrible injury luck. And the Padres, of course, you sign Tatis to a 14-year mega deal, and he plays four games before getting hurt. I'm hopeful that it, it, it's just going to be a 10-day IL stint, and he's going to just kind of play through this. It's one of those weird injuries where, like, you can play through it. Eventually, he's going to have to get surgery because eventually it's going to get to a point. It's a it's his shoulder, by the way, where it kind of comes out. And I've had a shoulder injury before, and they're, they're very funky. I know your brother has, mm-hmm. um, where it can feel fine, and then all of a sudden, like, a weird movement just, like, sends shooting pain, and then it hurts for a while, and then it can be completely fine again. It, it will happen. It'll continue to get worse and worse every now and then, and then eventually you need surgery. So hopefully he can play through it and then get off-season surgery at some point, and he doesn't miss a lot of time. But just a huge bummer. Obviously, the Padres have such huge expectations. I mean, he's the cover of MLB The Show, one of the young, exciting players in baseball. And just as a Padres fan, I watch every game, and it's just uh, – it just sucks that you don't get to watch him because he's just so entertaining. And, you know, baseball needs these these young stars to kind of carry the game and, and get it to new heights and try to get some new, you know, fans as they bring a different kind of excitement to the game of baseball that we haven't seen. And so it's just a just a huge bummer, but it was just like, well, I'm used to this. I This happens to me all the time. Every time I get my hopes up, they just come crashing down. On a more positive note, the University of Montana football team released a depth chart. First depth chart we've seen in about 435 days. So that was exciting. We'll give you our impressions of that. But first, a special guest swinging by Nuanez now here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Well, it's time now for one of our favorite segments of the week. It is the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. And this week, a special guest on the ESPN Roundtable. It's Chris Fisk. He's the head coach for the Central Washington Wildcats. Central Washington plays at the University of Montana against the Grizzlies this Saturday, April 10th, 11 a.m. kickoff. And, Coach, I know it's a busy week, so thanks so much for taking some time. How are you? Good, good. I'm excited to be on and can't wait to get out there to Missoula. It's interesting because we talked a little bit before going on air here, but I have a lot of ties to Ellensburg because as a lot of people that listen to Nuanez now here on ESPN Radio, they know I started my uh, sports writing career at the Ellensburg Daily Record. So I uh, cut my teeth at the Missoulian for a little while and then moved to Ellensburg and covered Central for a couple seasons. So I know that's sort of the background and, and the way Central football has gone, at least here in the last 10 or 15 years. But Central Washington football has always been a, a great program with great tradition, and they've always had a lot of success. So you you yourself, Coach, you've been there since the spring of 2016. What brought you to Central Washington? What did you like about the opportunity? Because it seems like it's a place, just considering its location and its resources, that really has a chance to win at a high level, the Division II level. Yeah, I think when you're in the coaching profession, you you know about Central Washington. You know about the coaches that have come out of here and, and the teams they've been able to put together and, and really, you know, um, not necessarily recently, but have gone in and been able to win some of those games where they where they played up a level. And and so when I had the opportunity to come here, Coach Shoemaker, who's now the offensive coordinator over there at Eastern, uh, brought me up here in 2016. We knew each other uh, from some time in the Midwest. And and uh, when he got the job here, uh, took a little bit of time. We we had a good run down there at Southern Oregon where I was coaching in the Frontier League. And, and, um, you know, we got done with our 15 season down there, and it just seemed like the right time to get up here and make the move up to Central. And, 
and haven't looked back. Really love being here in, in Ellensburg and, and uh, the direction of the school, our president uh, and our athletic director here. And, and uh, you know, you're, you're at a school where they want to win, much like, much like Montana. They want to win at the highest level of their division. And so uh, it was an easy, easy um, choice for me to make to get up here to Central. I know it's been uh, this incredible waiting game for everybody that likes football because we haven't really had any football to speak of in more than a year. But the last time your team did take the field back in 2019, uh, a good season, 7-4 and record, end of the year on a pretty significant winning streak. So what's the last 18 months or so been like for you and your program? It must have been sort of frustrating to have to wait so long, but you also must be excited to get back out on the field on Saturday. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's really been a long 18 months, I, I would imagine, for both programs and that, that uh, you know, just everything that went on from the pandemic to what was going on socially in our society, um, you know, there's a lot of emotions and feelings that everybody's been through in multiple fronts and trying to keep your, your crew together, whether it's the coaching staff or the players, you know, it's been a lot. And, uh, you know, we're just really excited that uh, – Hopefully that period's over and we're moving forward and hopefully get back here to normal. But uh, you know, I think that that you know, for us and and the Grizz, it's it's going to be a lot of emotions out on that field on Saturday of you know what we've been through over the last 18 months and and uh, you know it's been a long time since either one of us have played football, so I don't know what to expect. But uh, you know, I, I'm sure it'll be emotional for the kids and the coaches. I know the Grizz, they wanted to get a couple, at least one, maybe two spring games on the schedule so they could do uh, go into basically in-season preparation mode. During normal uh, Division One rules for spring football, you usually get the 15 spring practices. The Grizz having a game this weekend and next weekend, it allots them about twice as many practices. So how does it work at the Division Two level, Coach? I mean, have you guys been provided extra practice time for engaging in this game? And if so, how have you taken advantage of that? Yeah, you know, basically what, what we've been able to do is declare our championship segment, which is um, what we do normally in the fall. And it, it runs, we've been able to, you know, from, from late February, and we, can, we have the ability to go clear till May 22nd uh, if we choose to. But uh, we've been able to get some more practices, extra practices, a little bit more than the normal um, spring schedule. So we'll, we'll end up, uh, you know, between practice and playing this football game, we'll have about, uh, 27 opportunities to, uh, have practiced and played a game. Chris Fisch joining us. He's the head coach for the Central Washington Wildcats. It is the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. And, Coach, I know it's been a while since you actually engaged in football, but you guys did play a Big Sky Conference team in 2019, uh, the Idaho Vandals. Played them in Moscow in September of 2019, and uh, a pretty good game. Came down to the wire. You ended up losing 41-31. But is there anything that you and your squad can take from uh, playing a Big Sky game, or has it been too long to have any crossover from the uh, that game against the Vandals more than a year and a half ago? No, I think, you know, definitely the majority of our roster was there for that game, so I think there's definitely something you can take from that. And a lot of those kids played Eastern the year before, you know, the year that they went to the national championship. And so we've we've seen, you know, as, as good as there is and, and everything in between. And so I think our kids know what to expect. And, and uh, you know, we've done a great job uh, educating those guys on the history of Montana football the pride that comes out of that program, the pride in the number 37 and uh, everything in between. And so, you know, um, we're well aware of what uh, Coach Houck has done in his first stint and 
uh, looks like he's definitely got those guys back uh, to playing Grizzly football. Tell us a little bit about your squad as you make your way to Missoula. What sort of identity did you guys craft in your first season in 2019, and what parts of that do you want to carry over now into this year? Yeah, you know, in, in 2019, we inherited a, a team and a program that was very young. You know, we had, we had uh, essentially one returning starter on offense, and, and now it's the opposite. All those kids are back, and we only lost one kid. And so uh, we're, we're excited to see what our offense can do. Uh, there's some experience there. We've got an experienced receiver core, um, experienced quarterback. Uh, up front, we've got some guys now that have some starts, uh, which is way different than the last time we played. And so, uh, and then we've got a great tailback who's an All-American and, and a dynamic runner, and, and uh, we've got some depth in now behind him. So we're, we're, we're very excited to see that offense get out there and see what they can do and operate. And then defensively, you know, we, we had to revamp our defense after the 2019 season, so we went a different direction with our staff on that side of the ball. Um, brought in a, a familiar face in Coach Johnson, who had been here, um, you know, on our, our 2015 through 17 campaigns, and part of a very special defense in 2017. So we're excited to get him back on staff and really kind of reinvigorate. You know, when I when I took the job and when I thought of Central Football throughout the years, uh, you know, certainly we've had some good offenses, but I've always thought about great defense up here at Central, especially at the Division II level. And so, you know, Coach Johnson coming in and, and kind of my my thought of getting our defense back to that level. And so we're, we're excited to watch those guys go out and play with a new, a renewed vigor and, and hopefully uh, go out there and, and be the type of defense that they want to be. When I was covering Central in the late 2000s, the defense was certainly ferocious. I always had great talent. I mean, honestly, guys that were a lot of times power five uh, transfers and, and that neck of the woods, you can get a lot of guys from around the region that are maybe looking for a second chance. So just in terms of your recruiting philosophy, Coach, it, does that do you still try to, to capitalize on some of those same advantages, being able to get guys from the Northwest that, that maybe needed an, another opportunity? Or how do you go about building your personnel, first defensively, but also just across the board? Yeah, you know, I think one of the one of the great things about coaching here at Central is uh, you have a lot of coaches that have coached here in the past, and that now they're they're on to different um, jobs, and and you know, coaching at places like Boise State and around the Mountain West and the Big Sky, and certainly when they have a player that's leaving the program, you know, we are on the forefront of their mind of a place for that that young man to go to, and so we do do get a lot of calls of guys that that need that second opportunity or you know, just our, our Division two level type of player. And so, you know, we build our, our roster through that, but we, we try to do a great job vetting those kids and making sure that they're a good fit for what we want to do. But when Coach Shoemaker took over the program in 2014, we focused, you know, really probably a little bit more towards the high school athlete, building it with the, uh, the four-year player in mind. And, and I haven't changed that a bit. You know, I, one of the reasons I came up here to – to coach for Coach Shoemaker was, I believed, in the way he was running things. And so we run it, a, you know, very similar to that, but we definitely are, are always keeping an eye out for that transfer that can come in and impact our program. Chris Fisk joining us. He is the 
head football coach, Central Washington University. His team takes on Montana in Missoula on Saturday, Washington Grizzly Stadium. It is our ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Only 5,000 tickets being sold for this game, so if you need a place to go watch this uh, matchup on Saturday, head on down to Paradise Falls. They have 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers, and they'll have a bunch of specials for game day, so head on down to Paradise Falls if you need a place to watch the game. Coach, let's talk about your quarterback a little bit. I know he's a returning starter. I know he's got Northwestern ties. It's interesting because there's so many guys from that neck of the woods on Montana's roster, too, so I'm sure that uh, Christian Moore has probably played against several of the guys on Montana as well. But uh, what do you like about his talent? It seems like he's got the prototype size as a six foot five guy, uh, Bellarmine prep product, so he came from a, a good high school with a good program. So what do you hope for him as he enters uh, another year as your starting quarterback? Well, I think the thing that, that Christian brings to the table is he's, a, he's an unbelievable leader. You know, our guys rally around him. They play hard for him. Uh, and he's got a, a ton of athletic ability to go with it. You know, he's got a unique um, size and speed to him. You know, he's not a he's not a guy that's probably going to go get loose to, you know, hit a fifty yard run. But you know, he's he's a tough guy in a in a crowd, and he's he's tough to bring down. He's got some size to him, and um, really a dynamic runner that way. But uh, you know, I think he makes great decisions. He takes care of the football, and and like I said, the kids play really, really hard on both sides of the ball for him, and his leadership abilities are, are something that are hard to replicate. And you mentioned your running back, an All-American, rushed more than 1,500 yards a year ago. Is that something you want to lean on? Is that you think that's a, a essential part of your offense now uh, coming into this next season? Yeah, you know, I think uh, if you if you are, are developing a program to play uh, through the championship level, um, you know, you're going to build that thing around the run game, and, and that's that's our philosophy here. Not much different than what you see out of the Grizz, right? And so, you know, we want to be able to run the ball, and we want to be able to stop the run up front defensively, but we're going to lean on Michael Roots. Uh, he's a dynamic back. He's a leader on our football team, um, you know, and he's a guy that uh, he's he's been making plays since the day he walked through the doors, and, and hopefully uh, he's got a lot more plays left in him uh, come Saturday. And defensively, who's some players that uh, might turn some heads for Grizz fans and, and people around the Big Sky that are watching this action on Saturday? Yeah, you know, a, a guy to watch is is Dante Hamilton, number 23. Um, he's a guy that uh, was a senior uh, on our 2019 team, uh, had a season cut short due to injury, so he took a medical red shirt. He's back for us and, and kind of the heart and soul of that defense. And uh, we're expecting big things from him, not not only as a playmaker, but a leader, a guy that can, can keep those guys together and playing hard for, for four quarters. So I think he's a guy to definitely keep an eye on for us. Let's talk about the Grizz side of things, Coach. When you watch Montana on film, what, what are your impressions overall just of Montana's football team? You know, I, I think overall is, is you see um, – you know what coach Hauk is his personality in that team they're a tough football team they play with with um, uh, a relentless pursuit defensively i mean you you look at that that defensive film and you got it constantly 11 guys running to the football they're all physical and they're very talented and so we'll have our hands full um on on that side of the ball and then offensively you know I, I grew up in Pocatello, Idaho, and I remember watching the Grizz come to town in the, the, the mid-1990s, and, um, you know, they just had enormous offensive lines, and you kind of look over there, and, it, you know, that's that's what they got. They got size, size and the ability to run the ball, 
you know, I think they've got some experience at quarterback because that, that young man was able to play in some games last year. And they're dynamic on the outside of receiver. And so, you know, you've you're got a lot to deal with in, in terms of um, them being able to run the ball. And, and they do a nice job mixing personnel, and they do a nice job uh, with their play-action pass game. And so uh, we'll definitely have our hands full um, both sides of that thing. I'm sure when you're watching the film, number 18, the wide receiver, is one that certainly stands out just because he's just so big and strong and he's got the long hair, so he pops on film. But is, is that a primary matchup on the perimeter for your defense this week? Oh, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, there's there's multiple primary matchups when you, when you put that film on. I think that, uh, you know, the thing that uh, we probably talk about these receivers and all those people, but I think the primary matchup for us, anytime that you're playing up, the primary matchup is in the trenches. You know, it's it's whether or not we can we can play with them at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, our offensive line and defensive lines. It's a crucial game for those guys, and if if those guys um, you know can't get the job done up front, it, it really doesn't matter what we do in the back end of things. You know, we're going to have to to win the line of scrimmage or at least play with those guys at the line of scrimmage to give ourselves a chance. He's Chris Fisk, the head coach for Central Washington University. Wildcats play at Washington Grizzly Stadium against the Montana Grizzlies on Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff. Hey, Coach, what are the primary objectives? I mean, what do you, what does your team hope to get out of this game? Obviously, you guys want to come in here and get a win. What will that take? And uh, what are some other things you're going to be watching for just in terms of, of getting what you want out of this football game on Saturday? Yeah, you know, I think offensively for us, it's going to be to establish the run game and, uh, you know, take that experience up front that we have, and, and uh, hopefully a dynamic running back. And you know, if we can if we can run uh, in the the 150 area, we feel like we have a chance. Also, limit their possessions. Uh, don't don't let tempo and those types of things you know um, kick us out of being in this game. And uh, you know, limit the amount of possessions that that we give um, the Grizz on Saturday. And so you know, we'll try to establish that and. Uh, you know, make sure that we, we hold on to the ball as much as we possibly can. I think defensively, um, you know, is, is really kind of working through some of our kinks. You know, we got a new coordinator and, and a new defense, and so we'll, we'll see how that communication process goes on the field. And then we've got to be great tacklers, you know, and when we get the chance to make those plays in space. Um, and if we, if we can't stop the run, it's going to be a long day. So uh, we'll be focused on uh, making sure we got people in gaps and making plays when they come to people and, and hopefully uh, find ourselves uh, in the fourth quarter in a ball game. He's Chris Fisk. His Central Washington Wildcats play against Montana Saturday, 11 a.m. kick from Washington Grizzlies Stadium. Coach, I know it's a busy week. We appreciate you taking so much time with us. Thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck on Saturday. Maybe we'll catch up with you down the road. Sounds good. Thanks for having me on, and uh, we'll see you out in Missoula. ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls in Missoula. Thanks so much for Paradise Falls for sponsoring the ESPN Roundtable as well as our Bracket Challenge. We talked about the winners of the Bracket Challenge in the first hour. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, you can find it on the podcast, which is presented by Blackfoot Communications and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, as well as Sportsbet Montana. ESPN Roundtable, presented by Paradise Falls. And Paradise Falls is a great place. Even though March Madness is over, you want to go check out the Masters. You want to watch some baseball. You want to take in any and every sporting event. They have 30 big screen TVs, 18 draft beers. 
And breakfast, lunch, and dinner, great place to go out to eat with your family or go enjoy a ball game or anything in between. Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Missoula's cool hotspot. Shine, I know you're doing sideline for SWX Montana this uh, weekend for the Grizz broadcast. It'll actually be on ABC, so remember that. An extension of SWX, but uh, obviously the direct partners with SWX and ABC Fox Montana. couple things about... Chris Fisk, which are interesting. He was at Southern Oregon before he was at Central Washington. Well, Southern Oregon was in the Frontier Conference at the time, so they were playing against a lot of the Montana schools. But a couple different dominoes that fell. Once upon a time, there was a young man named Austin Dodge, who was one of the top quarterback recruits in the Western United States. He was the biggest recruit, probably, that Central Washington had gotten out of high school in quite some time when he first signed at Central Washington. He picked Central Washington over an offer from Montana State. Montana State took Dakota Prukop instead of Austin Dodge. Well, for whatever reason, it didn't work out at Central Washington for Austin Dodge. Blaine Bennett, who was the head coach at Central Washington at the time, had been uh, a quarterback's coach and even an assistant head coach at places like Purdue and Michigan State. He'd worked with guys like uh, Drew Brees and uh, Drew Stanton. I mean, he'd, he'd worked with guys that were NFL caliber quarterback. So Dodge wanted to go play for Bennett. It didn't work out for Bennett at Central Washington. Same with Dodge. So Dodge ends up at Southern Oregon and then goes out and throws for more yards than I've ever seen before. One of the most prolific offenses in history. But I guess what I'm getting at is that uh, Chris Fisk, he knows offense. And Central's going to come in here uh, pretty loaded. I mean, I think that they, they have a really good quarterback. They have a really, really good running back. I mean, their running back is arguably the best running back in the entire Division II level all throughout the country. He was a 1,600-yard back last year. And so I think that uh, Central is going to have some firepower. The Grizzlies are going to have to be ready to roll in this game. Yeah, Coach Hal kind of said that he compared them to Drake. When they played Drake, what was it? Uh, two years ago, um, when they had you know Guerrero and like all of these upperclassmen and seniors, Monmouth. you're talking Monmouth, Pete Guerrero and and yeah yeah uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and same colors though. yeah and they said they're coming in and like they got a bunch of seniors and they're gonna be really good and you know don't sleep on them blah 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 and then you know they show up and and you know I mean they're a pretty good team and they end up going and they won know, a playoff game yeah and they... going into the playoffs and things like that so he's like you know you might not. The, you know, the, the D2 name isn't all that big, but whenever you're playing teams that have a, a lot of upperclassmen, um, it, you know, they're they're tough to beat. And uh, so, you know, especially when you're off for so long and there's so many variables and experience uh, is very, very crucial in these uh, matchups. Well, I talked about this on Monday's show with Riley Corker, but I, I spent two years in Ellensburg, Washington, covering Central Washington. And, um, I mean, last time Central Washington came to Missoula, they almost beat Montana, and that was against a Montana team that went undefeated that year. I guess they lost to Weber State one game, but they went to the National Championship game that year in 2008. That Central team was loaded. I mean, I remember covering that team the following year, and they were trying to replace four guys that went to the pros. So the thing that's different about Central than any other Division two school out west besides the Texas schools is their recruiting footprint as well as the type of guys they can take. They have very similar recruiting advantages to Eastern Washington. They can get a lot of guys in. They can use Pell Grants and other things like that to get guys full scholarships even if they're not on full athletic scholarships. And they can take pretty much whatever drop-down player that they want. And so this team will be loaded up with uh, Division One transfers, guys that could have potentially played D1 coming out of high school. I mean, Ray Green, who was a running back here for Montana, he's on the squad. So, I mean, they, they have guys that people will be looking in the previous school column on their rosters, and uh, they'll definitely recognize some names to be sure. So it's not going to be a full rollover on Saturday. I promise you it'll be a competitive game. Uh, at Washington Grizzly Stadium. We got to get out because we got to talk about one of my favorite things. I know one of Sean's favorite things as well. It's Masters Week. 
1290 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Nuana is now back after this. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sports Bet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sports Bet Montana location or by using the Sports Bet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sports Bet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sports Bet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sports Bet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Welcome back. 1029 ESPN Missoula. You listen to Nuanez now. I'm Coulter Nuanez. We do this each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029 ESPN as well as statewide on SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey from SWX joins me each and every Wednesday to talk all things sports. He's he's over here stressing out because the Padres are in a tight situation. We'll have him give you an update right when he gets back in here. But uh, he... Uh, I gotta love the guy's passion for his baseball teams, but you're sitting over here sweating, Rainy. What's they going on with the Padres? They lost. <laughs> so annoying. The stupid runner on second rule in the extra innings, just dumb. Well, you know, here's the good news about baseball: they have no less than one million games left to play to chase the division. <sighs> Who but cares? You, can't, you just can't lose to two out of three to the Giants if you're going to try and hang with the Dodgers, you know. Who cares about baseball when it's Masters Week, one of the great weeks of the year. The greatest tournament in all of golf kicks off at Augusta National on Thursday. So it's time now for a little Masters preview presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana, powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on all the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegiately and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you in the live action as the game unfolds, and parlay bets where you can have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on a kiosk or on a mobile app while at authorized Sportsbet Montana locations. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago in that time. Betters have won $25 million. Retail partners of Sportsbet Montana have earned a $1.7 million commission. If you want to bet on the Masters and all other sports, go check out sportsbetmontana.com or visit a Sportsbet Montana vendor today. We got our Masters squads. We have a little media pool for the Masters. So what do you think of your squad, dude? So here's first of all, I got... I had, the, I had the first pick. It was a snake draft, so I, I actually hated it because I got my number one guy, who is uh, Dustin Johnson, definitely one of my favorite golfers and the defending champion as well. Uh, but I didn't get to pick it until there was about 17 guys off the board. So I ended up with Dustin Johnson, Matt Wolf, Bubba Watson, and Hideki Matsuyama 
And the Rain Man, he got Jordan Spieth, which I hated you for picking. I wanted Spieth so bad. You also got Cameron Smith, Daniel Berger, and Abraham Answer, which I actually liked him too. I thought that was a good pick as well. So what do you think of your squad? I love my squad. I got Answer as like, I think he's a pretty high floor guy as your last pick. So your last, like, and basically these, like, you can't have anyone miss the cut. Right. If they miss the cut, you're done. So you just need, like, the four of them to try and all be, you know, top 20 if you can, top 25. And I, I think I got, I think I got the squad to do that. A couple questions for you. Is this the greatest tournament in golf? Is, is this your favorite of the majors? Oh, yeah. Hands down. Um, it, the Masters is the best because it's the same location every time. So you always have... When you think of like, the, there's so many iconic moments and and storylines, and all the time it's like you have these players that will filter through, and they will be a storyline. But also, like the storyline being the course every year is just that's what's so unique to the Masters, you know. And especially, I think it's gonna be kind of fun and interesting and different coming off the November Masters where. They just didn't know how to hold a tournament there because they never have. Sure. So, you know, we saw, like, you know, historically low scores. I, it's going to be a lot tougher, um, you know, this week, which is I'm looking forward to. I, it's always better when it's when it's harder. Heard that the winter was was pretty brutal and that the, the greens might be rolling pretty not only fast but strange this week. I heard the groundskeepers were kind of... do it. Love it. The, the groundskeepers were kind of... Make it, make it as hard perturbed. as possible. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the groundskeepers are a little bit perturbed at the condition of the course, which then in turn might mean... Uh, some some high numbers out there, and I, I did want to like just touch on real quickly. I mean, obviously, kind of sports bet, kind of sponsoring this little segment. And when you're betting golf, it's kind of an interesting um, way to do it because obviously, like Dustin Johnson, he's the favorite at plus eight seventy five. But if you did the math on the chances of Dustin Johnson actually winning this golf tournament, I think a lot of the simulations say he's around like five percent. 6% chance of right. winning the golf tournament, right? Right. So if he has a 5% chance of winning the golf tournament, but you're only getting 875 on a dollar bet, there's probably not value there as far as the the percentage chance of him actually winning the golf tournament, okay? So when you're when you're looking at some of these, I'm not saying you can't sprinkle a little bit on Dustin Johnson, but the value really isn't there because at 8 at plus 875 you're not getting the the actual 5% chance of him winning value. So what I like to do in these is because the winner pretty much is always a a top 20 guy. The the winner hardly ever comes outside the top 20. Right. So what I like to do with these is instead of betting on um on a favorite because Dustin Johnson at plus 875, you got Justin Thomas plus 1050. I rather sprinkle a little bit on the higher value guys that range from six to 20 because it goes from Dustin Johnson. At and, plus, you're, and you're talking bet to finish, not bet to win. Bet to win. Okay. Because Dustin Johnson's picked to win at plus 875. And then you can just go down just a few guys and like a Colin Morikawa is plus 2,900. Patrick Reed, who won this a couple years ago, plus 3,400. So instead of betting, you know, $10 to win 87 bucks, you can win ten dollars to win three hundred and forty bucks or thirty four bucks. You know what I mean? So like, I rather bet the at the higher odds and sprinkle a little bit on four guys. Let's say you're betting hundred bucks. I rather bet twenty five bucks on a Daniel Berger, a Xander Shoffley, K 
Cameron Smith, Patrick Reed than putting $100 all on Justin Thomas because the odds and the value necessarily don't line up, if that makes sense to you. Um, but some of the guys that you know I kind of like in this that are kind of a little bit below the radar... Um, it's going to be fascinating, one, to see how Jordan Spieth does because obviously he won last week and he, and he, hadn't and he likes the Masters. He hadn't won yeah. in years, right? I mean, obviously you got to start with Bryson because he's just, you know, just bombing the ball and, and uh, you know, he said that he wants to try and drive hole number one, which is 455 yards. Let's go. You know, like, so obviously like seeing him and if he could take advantage of... There's a lot of these par fives on this course that are shorter. So he could be hitting some wedges into some par fives. And if he's able to do that and take advantage with his wedges, he can you he can really get an advantage with his length on this course. But also there's times where like if you try to power through it, it could really hurt you. Um, so obviously I think Bryson is kind of, you know, Bryson and Jordan Spieth are kind of the, the two players at, at the top that I think there are that have the storylines that are gonna be fun to watch. Um, but as far as some, some guys down the board a little bit that I kind of like in this one, um, I, I mean, Daniel Berger is always consistent and solid. I like Cameron Smith. Um, Webb Simpson, this is kind of – so this kind of a course you need to have good iron play. You need to be good tee to green, okay, because you can get in trouble here in your approach shots and stuff, and, and you got to set yourself up well. And so guys that are good iron players, you know, Webb Simpson, Colin Morikawa, um, I think Matthew Fitzpatrick is coming in playing pretty well. You need some of these guys that are going to set themselves up. And then you also look for guys that have a lot of experience, you know, playing at Augusta because it is, you know, one of those courses where like the more you play it, you can learn a lot of little nuances. And for a lot of these guys that have played it a lot, you know, you, they're just, you know, where you don't want to leave yourself, where you can leave yourself, where to be aggressive, where to not be aggressive. And uh, it's just going to be, it's going to be awesome, and you get to see you get to see all the magnolias and all the flowers coming out in full bloom in, in spring. So, um, you know, it's always one of those that, I, you know, I can't wait for. Obviously, you wish that Tiger Woods was healthy and playing, and that is kind of, you know, the lone dark cloud bummer, bummer about this thing. But other than that, super pumped and ready to roll. Tasteless joke in the group text today. I don't even know who did it, but somebody said, who's going to pick Tiger? Yeah. It's like, stop it. Too stop soon it. still. He's too, too soon. soon. Yeah. Come on, man. That's brutal. Let the guy heal up a little bit. New on is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. Statewide SWX Montana Television. Doing a little Masters. Doing a little betting on the Masters as well. You know, the other thing I think that is fun about golf is I like putting my bets in before the, the uh, tournament starts. But then I also like rebetting after like the, fir- the first two days. Because if you got a guy in the top 10, you're still going to get pretty favorable odds. You know, the odds aren't going to be like plus 900. They might be more like plus 200. But they're still pretty good. I mean, you still get paid two to one, three to one. But you already know the guy's in the top ten, so he's going to have to really melt down to not finish in the top ten and maybe even make a run at it. So I kind of like betting like that. I also like sprinkling some stuff on potential top ten finishes before as well. Like I'm going to just bet all four of my guys just a couple bucks to finish in the top ten because mm-hmm. you're going to get pretty good odds as well. Uh, but let's talk about uh, gambling aside. Dustin Johnson is the favorite, the Vegas favorite coming into this thing, the, the the betting favorite coming into this thing. But it's really, really hard to to repeat as Masters champions, especially in, in the span of less than a calendar year. DeChambeau is obviously going to pull a lot of headlines. I do think that Speed, the fact that he won last week, I could bode well or maybe not. I mean, it's so interesting because he was the guy in golf until he had that meltdown where he hit it in the water on, a, what is it, 16 or 17 at the Masters. And he's really never been the same since then. He's kind of been outside looking in when it comes to the the group of elite young golfers 
But then you have guys like John Rahm, who everybody's always talking about maybe making a run. Morikawa has really emerged. Brooks Kepka is always going to be in the mix. So where are we at just in terms of betting betting aside? But, I mean, who do you, what do you think are some of the best storylines come into this and some guys that maybe could make a run at this championship? Well, John Rahm's is cool because he just had a kid. Um, oh, interesting. Just a couple days ago. So he's coming in as a, a brand-new father, and he said that if his wife hadn't delivered, like he said that he if he was on like hole number 17 and – she was in labor like he was going to leave mid-tournament and, and go to the birth. So, like, he's coming in as a new dad. So, he's either going to, you know, be coming in um, tired because he's got no sleep. Or, or on adrenaline. Or just, yeah, or just, like, high on life and he's going to tear it up. Brooks Kepka just had knee surgery and many people thought that he was going to be out for longer. And he, this is his first tournament back. And so, he obviously always plays well in majors. And... You know, if he was coming in healthy, he would he would be you know more towards the top as one of the favorites to win this thing. So you just don't know how that how he's going to come back. Um, you know, with the knee injury, so that's kind of a you know storyline there. And then to me, yeah, you got some of the, the young guys and like a Colin Moore, Cowher, Victor Hovland, like some of these guys that are trying to break through. Daniel Berger, um, and then I think there's always going to be an older guy that is going to like hang around, whether it's like, is it going to be Phil? It's going to be like a Bubba Watson, you know, Adam Scott's getting up there and he's 40 now. Like, uh, are they are, like, what, what, one of these older experienced Justin guys, Rose Justin is, Rose, is in it, yeah. yeah. Ian Poulter, like Louis Ustazen. Yeah. Like one of those guys is going to be hanging around and in the mix, you know? And then it's just, it's always interesting too, when you get, it's either like you get like the experienced guy and you're just curious to see like, if he can like, hold up because he's kind of older and some of these, you know, older guys can fade over the weekend or like you get like the young guy who's never been there before. And so it's just all about nerves, you know, and can he handle it? And so that's what's like kind of so fun about these, these tournaments. And because it's so, it can be so different day by day. Like one guy could look so good. And then the next day, you know, shoot a 75 limited number of spectators allowed to. So we'll see how that influences it. I think that you made a good point with these majors last year where they were playing in front of nobody, it opened the door for a lot of the young guys to not have the pressure of Saturday and Sunday when everybody's roaring and, you know, you hear somebody stick one close on the hole next year and you get all nervous. And I think it was an advantage for the young guys, but now there'll be some crowd, but not fully back to normal quite yet. Okay, before we get out, give me your, give me your winner. Who's your winner? Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go... Oh. Well, I picked him, so I'm going to go Jordan Spieth. Why not? I think Jordan Spieth. I think Jordan Spieth has a legitimate shot to win this tournament, and I think it would be great for golf. If I think Bryson's going to be hanging around, though. Bryson DeChambeau is a feast or famine, to be certain, but I think he'll definitely have an opportunity to make a run at it as well. Nuana is now Masters Talk, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana, powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in all the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting your favorite sports teams and the Masters. You can place a bet securely on a kiosk or a mobile app at any authorized Sportsbet Montana information. For more information, go to Montana Sportsbet Montana, excuse me, sportsbetmontana.com. A little bit more Grizz football preview as they get set to take on Central Washington and a little preview for the rest of the week as well. Here on Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. 
And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. Dropping like flies around the FCS when they're trying to play football. The more it continues, the more I think that the Bobcats and the Grizzlies are going to come out of this thing smelling like a rose. Welcome back to Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide SWX Montana Television. Sean Rainey from SWX Montana joining me, Coulter Nuanez. We do this each Wednesday with each other. I do this each and every Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. right here on 1029. This is from Sam Herter from Hero Sports. The MEAC, that's the Mid-Eastern Athletic Conference, has informed the NCAA that they will not be able to meet the criteria to maintain an automatic qualifier for the spring football playoffs. Three programs, Howard, Delaware State, and South Carolina State, that are still playing, they will not uh, play each other as required by the NCAA. So they basically drop out. They don't get an automatic bid. What's that mean for the uh, seven teams that remain playing in the Big Sky Conference? Well... It means there's an extra at-large bid now, and it was looking like Weber and maybe Eastern were going to be able to be the two teams in, but now I think that really increases Eastern's uh, playoff chances to get in as an at-large team, so we'll see, but uh, when it's all said and done, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I I said bag it the whole time. The Grizz played this the perfect way. Put two games on the schedule so you get the elongated practice time. You get twice as much spring ball. You get to have a game or two against somebody else. And uh, but you don't have to do this ridiculous rescheduling, rescheduling, rescheduling. I mean, we've seen the five teams from the Big Sky opt out, and then we've seen Cal Poly join the mix uh, with, with their inability to finish the season, and it's just a headache for everybody involved in the Big Sky. And uh, I mean, what is the validity of the playoff field? I don't really know. We only got a couple minutes, but. We do got to talk a little bit about the Grizz depth chart that was released yesterday. It's always fun to see a depth chart, particularly when it's been almost two years since we've seen one. Uh, a lot of new guys on the depth chart. A lot of um, guys have switched positions. We've talked about some. We haven't talked about others. But, Sean, just your uh, broad impression of some of the things that stood out to you when Montana released their depth chart yesterday. Yeah, well, a couple. Um, you know, Obviously, the Grizz bring in a couple transfer quarterbacks to compete with Cam Humphrey for the you know starting job. And and Kirk Reigel and the, the kid from Saddleback. Robbie Patterson. Um, but it ends up being the in-house guy and Chris Brown that ends up kind of getting second on the depth chart anyways. Um, Ryan Simpson, the uh, redshirt freshman out of Bozeman, uh, being a backup to Mitch Roberts at one of the wide receiver positions. Um, these are the guys, the one the the freshman from last year that we haven't seen, so they've had a whole extra year that I'm kind of curious to watch. So you see him kind of move up the depth chart and be a, a backup there. Braxton Hill at one of the linebacker spots behind Marcus Wellnell. Obviously, that's the spot where Dante Olsen filled last year. So I'm very curious to see just overall the production from the linebacker spot um, at that position. And then backing up Patrick O'Connell, you got another young guy in Levi Janicaro, a big sky kid. Finally got him on the right side of the ball. Love it. Yep. And then uh, another, like a Jackson Lee at free safety. I, I, I want to know what Jackson Lee looks like at 6'1", 220, because he was about, what, 30 pounds less than that when he was playing at Sentinel? Yeah, so that'll be kind of interesting. And then you got, you know, Garrett Graves, um, you know, backing up Nash Fouch um, at the other safety spot. So that's another um, young name in there. Um, And then I think the other one is just kind of Colton Kynes moving from tackle to guard, being at the starting left guard spot. I mean, that's a – 
That's a big left side of the offensive line. If you got your six uh, eight, three hundred seventeen pound guard, um, and no, that's that's, the, that's worth noting too. But this is going to finally look like a Bobby Houck offensive line. You, oh, got, you got Conlon Beaver as a redshirt senior, who's six five, three fifteen. You got Colton Kintz as a fourth year junior, who's got multiple years of starting experience at six eight, three seventeen. Got AJ Forbes, the kid from Nebraska, coming in six four, three hundred. Moses Mallory six three, three forty two. He's a redshirt senior as well. And Dylan Cook, a fifth year senior, uh, who's really developed nicely at six six. 305 pounds, so um, it finally is going to look like an old-school Grizz offensive line. And Coach Fisk kind of talked about when you're playing up, you got to have to hang in there in the trenches, and I think from the Montana perspective, like, if you think that this team is going to be really good, like, they got to come out Saturday and just and dominate a, a lower-level team, and so I'm going to be very curious to see how they... Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 